Welcome to the Grace Lace Podcast. I'm Eve Stipes and alongside Ruth Jo Simons, in this season, we've been tackling everyday habits that help us grow spiritually. From big things to small things, turns out our everyday habits really do matter. So my question for you as we get started today is, who would you call if you got bad news today? Have you ever felt really lonely like no one has your back? Do you engage with people and make friends easily? or tend to hold back and keep new people at arm's length? Are you regularly connecting with anybody about spiritual topics? Regardless of how you answered these questions, I think and hope and pray that you'll find today's topic encouraging. So let's get to it. Before we get started, we want to take a minute to thank NavPress for partnering with us on this episode. One of the books that inspired a lot of conversation for this season is Donald Whitney's book, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, published by NavPress. Whitney's book shows how rather than being legalistic or restrictive, practicing spiritual disciplines allows us to experience greater spiritual liberty and helps us grow in godliness. His convicting insight on the disciplines will challenge you to grow in new ways as a Christian, regardless of where you are in your walk. Visit navpress.org slash spiritual disciplines to learn more. Now, let's get going. So Eve, community is a definite buzzword these days that often gets talked about, but I think it's rarely defined. What has community looked like for you and what is it? What is community? Is it different than friendship and having good girlfriends and having people to hang out with? What is really community? Yeah, that's a good question. I do think as we, it is different than friendship, right? Like friendship is great. I feel like community is kind of like the next step, like a little bit deeper connection. And specifically today, as we talk about it as one of these like habits or the context, something that, that matters for our spiritual growth, it's Mm -hmm. like, what are the relationships that really challenge me or encourage me in my walk with Jesus? Um, Yeah, I think community has looked all kinds of ways, right? Like I think about college when it was super easy to make friends because you literally lived so with easy, them. Right? <laughs> like you spent and all I your time. Up late. Yeah. Like, we stay up late. We play guitar. We're always telling each other all the things yeah. we talk about late, late at night. Exactly. It's all, it's, that is the college experience, right? And then I remember in my early twenties, post-college, like mid twenties being like, wait, do I even know how to make friends? Like, Mm -hmm. how do I do this when people aren't living with me? Like, what's the deal? And I've gone in and out of seasons where I've, I've lamented to my husband, like, I just don't know who my people are. And I don't mean that as just like, who are my friends, but like, who can I really like share my heart with about Mm -hmm. the deep things that are happening, what I'm processing with the Lord, what I'm learning about. Um, I feel like for right now, I'm going to really great place. I think that there are people that I regularly lean on. You are one of them. Um, and the women in my small group that we get mm-hmm. to connect really regularly and just talk about the hard, real things. Um, but community for the purpose of spiritual formation or growth, it's not an easy thing. What about you? No, How- no and I think that the thing that I had to kind of realize and grow and learn from is that community may not always look like, it may not look like handpicked friends, all the people that you would choose to go shopping with or have all the same interests as, and 
they're not going to be people just like you. And so, for example, we currently live in a rural part of Western Colorado. Um, and it's not the same as when I travel and go to um, an area like Nashville, where so many of my good industry friends are authors, songwriters, other speakers. There are so many women to connect with, and there are so many churches that um, I feel close to. And we are in a newer, newish community that we've only been in in the last four years. And finding community is difficult, right? It's difficult to take that first step where you say, we're going to have people over. We're going to get involved in a local church. We're going to become members and join in and really care about what happens to the people in this community and share our lives with others. That means that at least with our household, we have plenty of people in our community who aren't going to be doing the same kind of work that we do, who, um, may not have the same background as we have. Yeah. Uh, and we may even have to navigate lots of different life season things, right? They're not, maybe they don't yeah. even have the same age children. And so, um, but it's really fascinating how, when you stop thinking about it, like, wow, I have to find my very best friends in the whole wide world, especially in my forties. Um, my, my people are in my family. That's my mm -hmm. very first community group. Like that's, yeah. you know, everything that you would do in a small group in a community group where you confess and you pray and you read the word together, that needs to be happening first and foremost with who God's given me. My people are Troy and my six boys. However, we're meant to live in community with others. And that starts that um, rhythm of, okay, we need to really share our lives with other people. We need to have people around our dinner table. We need to um, make sure that there are people that, like you said at the beginning here, we turn to when we need support, that when we need prayer, when we need to confess something that we're going through, that's really difficult. Yeah. And I think at the end of this series, um, Healthy Habits for Growth, we felt like, okay, this one isn't like a tidy, like this is a discipline that you need to do, but this is some, this is like the context that all of these other habits and rhythms take place yeah. in, right? Yeah. If we try to do all of the things we've already talked about just on our own and like a silo and never discuss it with anybody else, never interact with it with anybody else, we're really missing out on a huge piece of what God has for us, right? He calls us the body of Christ because we're meant to do life together. Exactly. And I think about all the topics that we've talked about, and they're all things that take some personal accountability. We're not going to have healthy habits for spiritual growth if you, Eve, don't wake up in the morning and take account of your own habits. Or Ruth right. doesn't, I, I have to do it myself. I can't just be like, well, Eve, I'm so glad you have a healthy habit of prayer or meditation or journaling. I'll just keep watching you do that. No, I have to do that. I have to take account of my own life and um and wrestle with my habits and my disciplines before the Lord. But how much more do we spur one another on and find encouragement when we talk about it with one another? I mean, that's partly what this whole season has been. It's been you and me being friends having a public conversation about some <laughs> personal habits and some yeah. personal growth things. And there have been ones that we feel like, wow, we're, 
we're really practicing this. Mm-hmm. And there have been ones that we've talked about where we're like, should we even be talking about this? I don't really know. This one's have, convicting. I'm not really practicing this very much. So we're talking about it and then they're, we're applying it and encouraging each other so that the next time we see one another, we can say, Hey, how's that going? How yeah. you, you said a couple months ago that your one small thing was such and such. How's that going? So I yeah. think about Hebrews chapter 10 verses 23 through 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Or it also reminds me of Hebrews chapter 3, 13, which is a favorite in our household, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And the reminder there is like, we need each other. We need each yeah. other to remember th- to not be hardened by sin, to not fall into patterns that don't promote spiritual growth, right? We need to remind each other that like, you need to persevere, hold fast, keep on remembering the truths of God's word. Don't neglect reading your Bible. All the things that we would say is good for us. Like if I am your friend and I'm I would never know. Here's the thing, Eve. If I, we, we live at a distance, you're in Indianapolis, yep. I'm in Colorado. Um, we have a special friendship just because the nature of what we're doing, we get to like talk all the time. Mm-hmm. But the reality is we need people in our everyday lives because I personally cannot witness and see whether or not you're eating healthy every day, right? <laughs> right. You could, um, full circle here because I love flaming Cheetos. You could be eating a <laughs> Steady diet of flame and Cheetos every single day and be really sick and not healthy. And right. I would never know because I'm never stepped foot in your house. Yeah. I don't have a cam on your life. You only <laughs> tell me what I know by what you tell me on the phone or on a Zoom yeah. call. I would never know if you're actually healthy until I see you the next time I see you and go, oh my goodness. Like, what why, happened? <laughs> why do you look like a flame and Cheeto? No, just kidding. <laughs> why is your mouth permanently dyed red? <laughs> okay, okay, wait. We digress. But my point is like, I would never know if you're not well and not healthy or your life is totally chaotic or out of sorts because I am not physically a part of your everyday life, part of your encouragement in that sense. And so it shows you how important it is on a spiritual growth level that we are living our lives alongside others, right? Mm -hmm. These encouragements from Hebrews is reminding us like we need to actually keep on meeting together. And I think the writer of Hebrews is saying more than on a Zoom call, more right. than a text message, more than just checking in um, on Marco Polo. Those things, I mean, there is true community that can, can happen at a distance. You and I yeah. are proof of that. Yeah. Um, our remote team with Grace Laced, it's a is proof that we can have true community at a distance. But we, what we really need is um, real relationships locally in our homes, at our kitchen table, um, living life, seeing our kids as they truly are and not the way we want to present them and, and being able to like do life together so that we don't neglect meeting together, that we encourage one another as long as it's called today Mm -hmm. so that we're not hardened, right? Yeah. And I think part of that is we need people who can call us out, right? Who can see, can be in on and mm-hmm. see like the tangible everyday things of like my parenting and say like, Hey, 
I think you're being a little harsh or like, have you considered this? Like someone who can push Mm. back and it's really hard to push back if, if the interactions are only based on what I'm willing to offer you. Um, And not that those can't be real. They really can be. But I think especially in a culture where we have a lot of online quote unquote community, right? A lot of online friendships that can be really deep, but we can't only invest in those and not invest in what's right in front of us. Like the people and the spheres of influence that God has given us in our physical locations or geographical areas. Um, We need people who know what's going on in our life and can speak into what they actually see. But the lack of community can also happen even physically in the local church. If all we're doing is attending church, like a, um, you know, like a observer, you know, like drop in, drop out. Right. And because the truth is we can show up on a Sunday in the same way as we show up online, just saying, here's all that I'm willing to share with you. This is an image of who I am. But how will we ever truly grow spiritually unless we're talking about the very things, the very habits and the difficulties of those habits um, that we've talked about all season, unless we're going into the conversation of like, I am lacking a lot of silence and solitude in my life. I am lacking the discipline of reading God's word and actually meditating on it. How do you do that, friend? Let's talk about it. Let's hold each other accountable. Um, And so again, as we've been saying the whole season, it's about heart posture. It's not just that there's a formula for how many hours to spend with people, how many people to have in your life. Is it three, five, or 12? <laughs> is How many people or how, what does it look like? But it really is about, okay, who have you involved and are you pouring into in your life that is um, in very real ways, tangibly people that you can count on, people you can confess to, people you can pray with. And I like to think about it as like, well, do you have a Paul in your life? Do you have a Timothy in your life? Is there somebody who's running ahead of you like a mentor? And is there somebody that you can run ahead of and be Mm -hmm. a mentor to? And so that's a good way for us to kind of think about, okay, who's God already placed in our lives? And that doesn't mean necessarily... um, the people that you would go handpick and say, this is who I want to be best friends with, but rather like, who am I given to live my Christian walk out loud with? Yeah. Can you think of a time in life when true, like Christian community that spurred you on really carried you in a season or a way that like kind of changed how you viewed community? I'm asking Mm. you that I'll answer too, but I would love to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember when we were church planting years ago, um, and if anyone's church planted, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. And we were church planting in a season when, um, we were also having lots of little boys and, uh, <laughs> in the same 10 years, we started a school, started a church and had six children. And I remember going into it thinking, that I had this role, that I had to be the one who could really like impart wisdom, help lead. And yes, I was called to lead in that season. I was called to come alongside Troy and really be of influence and encouragement in our church plant. But what I recognized quickly was that 
I was called to be in community more than being um, a leader, more than being the wisest one in the room or being the teacher. I needed to be in community and to live my life and live out the gospel with the people that God's given me. And so in that season, we just had people in our home a lot. We would spend, because when you're raising young children, it's not that we had a lot of alone time. So we just invited people over a lot, whether it be single folks, college students, um, young couples, families, our table was rarely um, just us. And sometimes it was, but we shared that table with people a lot. And so that was a season where um, I distinctly remember the people who came and lived life and ate meals with us, they saw when my children threw a tantrum. They saw when Troy and I were going through a hard time and maybe we're a little snippy with each other. They heard about our ministry struggles. They Mm -hmm. knew when we were stretched too thin and we needed extra help. And so because we invested in community, suddenly we realized, wow, we weren't doing this alone. There were people to help pick up the slack when we needed an extra set of hands with parenting. Um, Neither of us had, we didn't have like regular babysitting help or regular parents who took our kids all the time. So our community came alongside us and said, yeah, we're going to pitch in and help. We're going to bring meals. We're going to help support the work that you're doing. And I can't imagine having raised young children in that season without living out the difficult things of my Christian walk with others in community. That was such a precious time. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, the connection that ends up happening, like when you're working through those like kind of deeper spiritual struggles, thoughts, all of those things, like it does translate into meeting really physical, tangible needs too. Like I think about there's a group of women that I have met with once a month for the last, I think this is our fifth year, which feels crazy. And There have been a few changes here and there, but there's a core group of us that have been together for that whole amount of time. And between, you know, the group, we've like welcomed four or five children. (laughs) We have lost pregnancies. We have said goodbye to family members. I mean, there's just been a lot of life in there and a lot of wrestling with the Lord about those various topics and really working it out together. And so... I mean, even today, as we record this podcast, one of those women is watching my twins for me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there is this give and take of like, we're working out the deep spiritual life things. And also because we are near each other, we get to help with tangible needs. I just think that's one of the most beautiful like pictures of the gospel, right? That like Jesus Mm -hmm. takes care of our biggest need and also cares about like what we're doing on a day to day. Yeah. And makes me think of Proverbs 27, 17 about us being iron, sharpening iron, that we are really meant to actually come alongside each other. And the picture of that is that you can't sharpen one another if you don't actually get close enough, right? Get close enough to um, rub shoulders, to actually maybe even have conflict where you have to confront the conflict and work through it and uh, confess sin and ask forgiveness. That's all part of community. And I think when we look back on this entire season and all the habits that we've talked about, and let's just say right now, it, they have not been exhaustive. Like we did not tackle every single spiritual discipline that we could have talked about. In fact, there are so many more that we could have gotten into, but we barely scratched the surface, but the truth is 
when we look at all the the topics that we've covered in the last several weeks, we recognize that if each one of us in community would pursue healthy habits for spiritual growth in our individual lives, then the body of Christ would be healthier as a whole as well, right? Community would be healthier because we would be confronted with our own personal sin, and then we would be more apt to confess it to God and to one another when we come together. We wouldn't be led in pride, but we would have had already our um, our time in the word mirror back to us our greatest need. And we would have already dealt with um, some of the things that God reveals to us through prayer and through silence and through meditation and through journaling and through whatever it is that we're talking about. We would come together and serve one another, right? Yeah. If that's a spiritual discipline of serving, we would put one another more important than ourselves if we've already confronted some of those things in our personal lives, just one-on-one with God, then we can come together and do the community thing in a healthier way because of those habits in our personal lives. Yeah. What kinds of barriers do you think there are? Like, why don't we do that? If, if we can like talk about it right now and say like, yes, all of those things sound wonderful and I want that. Why don't we pursue it? Yeah. I'll name off a few quickly for me. One could straight up be um, just not prioritizing it, a lack of time. So Mm -hmm. if we're a culture that's consumed by extracurricular activities, gosh, we could run our children around to a million activities to the point of not even having dinner together as a family and much less being able to schedule in time with others, right? So that's that's one issue is just time and not prioritizing well. Um, Another is that it takes effort. Messy (sighs) people make up the church. Yeah, There are no perfect people in the church and in the body of Christ. And so to do community basically means that you have to bring your whole messy self and welcome (laughs) other messy people. (laughs) Yeah. And that basically means that it's not going to go perfectly and it's not going to feel great all the time. And you're not going to find a community of people who perfectly understand you and always say the right things and kind of read your mind and know exactly what you need. It's going to take work. Yeah. What are, what are some things that come to mind for you as barriers? Yeah, I think just a fear of letting people in. I think mm-hmm. there is some anxiety sometimes about like, well, if I like really tell people what I'm struggling with or really mm-hmm. get into the doubts I'm wrestling with, then they're not going to accept me. Um, yeah. I think that's a, a very real one. And I think, yeah, I think what's easy or what's comfortable, right? Like it just if it doesn't fit, if it doesn't feel good, it's easier for me to like send a text message to my old college friend and not engage with the people that are right in front of me. And just as we've said through this whole season, we're talking about not just healthy habits, but healthy habits for spiritual growth. So many of us may have community at the gym where we work out, or we might have community um, in our workplace But we're talking about intentionally investing in Mm -hmm. community for the sake of spiritual growth. So you may have friends and acquaintances and lots of people you enjoy doing life with that have the same interests as you. Um, I can think of a whole lot of people that could fill up my calendar with lots of fun things to do and places to go and 
just people I enjoy. But that's not the same thing as intentionally investing right in front of me with the people of God who are meant for me to spur on and who are meant to spur me on towards greater godliness and greater growth. And so I think that's the question is, um, are we willing to not simply say, hey, do I have people in my life, but do I have people in my life that I'm investing in, that are investing in me for the sake of growing in Christ likeness? That's yeah. really the question about community. Yeah. Man, lots of things to think about, even challenging to my own heart. Like, yeah, am I just pursuing friendship or am I pursuing true community? Um, as we kind of wrap up this topic as much as we can in one podcast episode, um, let's go to our two questions. So what is the gospel truth and why does it matter? And then what are we going to do to start with one small thing when it comes to not walking alone and investing in community, inviting people in? Yeah, well, I think the gospel truth is the reminder that the very gospel is the grace of God being our means for for enjoying the communion with the Father, Son, and the Spirit. Their community, their communion with one another as the triune God is the very, I mean, I think about um, Jesus saying, you know, make them one as we are one, right? Yeah. I mean, he's literally praying the prayer of unity and communion in the body of Christ, mirroring the communion between Father, Son, and Spirit. And so because there is sweet communion there, we've been invited the redemption story is the actual invitation of us being brought into that communion. So the gospel truth is we were not meant to do this alone because Jesus made a way for us to be in communion with him and the father and the spirit. Yeah. And I think it matters because if we forfeit community and the things that, that God really has given us to be a body, if we forfeit that, then we just lose so much, right? Like we lose so much opportunity for growth. We miss out on, on friendship as a result, on comfort, on support, encouragement, like community. Empowerment. I mean, we're missing out on the very thing that God gave us to be empowered because none of us are meant to be the entire body ourselves. We are one member of the body. And so we will function properly when we work in harmony with others. Yeah. I just think it's too much for us to let go of, you know, like there's, there's too much goodness there that God has created for us to just say like, yeah, I'm out. Like that seems too hard. Um, Okay. So what is your one small thing, the one step you can take to help change the trajectory of your walk with Jesus when it comes to the idea of community? Yeah. Well, this has been on my mind for a while. So I'm grateful to say that I've already kind of started implementing my one small thing, but the one small thing that I'm continuing in right now is that I'm looking to having weekly an intentional weekly opportunity where I go on a walk with somebody or I um, gather or I go have coffee where I intentionally pursue um, somebody in my actual physical community, not just online, because as much as I want to be on a Zoom call with you all the time, (laughs) um, I need to pursue relationships in my immediate 
sphere of influence and pursue those women who I can do life with and actually hear their burdens and hear what's going on with them. And I'll just be honest, so many of them are pursuing me too. So it's not just me pursuing, but that that you find that it's reciprocal and that there are opportunities to take that one small step to actually respond to the community that God's already given you. Don't go looking for this perfect relationship, but look within the very framework of what God has already given you and has already established um, in your in your local community. And so that's my one small thing is to actually carve out um, that time, even if it's one hour, I've got a walk scheduled this week, um, just carving out even that one small moment every week to intentionally engage in that relationship. What about yours? Yeah, I um, have been thinking about this a lot too. And so mine is also a continuation, I think, of where we are. And so um, there is a newer friend that I met through church, um, I guess back in the fall. And just recently we decided like, hey, let's be more intentional with each other and let's spend some time on Sunday afternoons. Um, The way that our church services run, we can go to church in one of them and then we meet during the other one. But just to talk about and like do some reading of the Bible together and processing it. Um, Mm -hmm. Not for a super long amount of time. It's usually 30, 45 minutes, drink a cup of coffee and read something together and just talk about it to be intentional and to process out loud what um, is happening in our walks with the Lord. Yeah, I love it. So good. Well, as we wrap up our second season of the Grace Lace podcast, we're so grateful that you've joined us all season long. We pray that these habits will become part of your everyday life, that they will be cultivated for your spiritual growth. Make sure you have notifications turned on so you don't miss the kickoff of season three, which begins on July 20th. Yes, we are so grateful uh, that you joined us today and would love for you to keep sharing um, our conversations with your friends on social media. If you take a minute to leave a review, that would really help us as we invite other people to join us for another season and keep having these little coffee chats with one another. Thanks for joining us.